Take a seat, young Skywalker. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and uh, this is the show where my co-host Declan Kitchener and I each write a song in the space of a week and bring them to this podcast to talk about how we wrote them in terms of chords and lyrics, song structure, how we might produce them in future. And we're back with um, our last um, in a season of seven weeks of writing uh, <gasps> for now, for now. And with me is Declan Kitchener. How are you doing, Declan? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you doing today? Yeah, good, thank you. It's um, It's nice to kind of be at the end of a, a seven-week run because um, now now we can work on the songs and like produce them a li- little bit further, even if we want to. So, well, you can. I've I've currently got other things that are eating up my time. But, uh, yeah, it's it's nice not to sort of think, golly goodness me, in a week I have to have something. Yeah, it's nice to have the pressure off, and that. Yeah. Although, uh, we do still have two episodes coming out, at least, so uh, not completely off the hook yet. Absolutely, yeah. Um, So, uh, for people who are new to the show this season, what we tend to do is write in... What we tend to do is write seven weeks in a row, um, and then on the eighth week, we have a little roundup where we have a challenge, usually, and we kind of look back at the last seven weeks and look at the, you know, pros and cons of our writing over, over that time. So, yeah. Before we get to the post-weekly challenge podcast episodes, we do actually have this one to do. Uh, and I believe it is your song first this week, Roger. What is it uh, called? It's How called... long is it? What key is it in? <laughs> what colour do you imagine it being? Replacement, 2 minute 30, E major, mauve. Fantastic. Here we go. <laughs> if I can wait for an answer... If I can wait for a sign Maybe the strength for tomorrow Maybe it's stuck on a thorn in the back of my mind Haven't I been very patient? Haven't I stood in the rain too long? If I could find a replacement See how he does for a while If he falls through the same cracks that I do Back in the mind of a dreamer Or maybe the mind of a child A life that I hardly remember in the past that are barely the words to describe Haven't I been very vacant? Haven't I lived in the past too long? If I could find a replacement I'd see how he goes for a while If he falls for the same tricks that I do Tension 
Without a god or a water for miles and miles Haven't I been very patient? Haven't I lived in the past too long? If I could find a replacement I'd see how he does for a while If he falls for the same cracks that I do That's Roger's song this week, Replacement. It's very sweet. I do like this one a lot. Thanks, Bird. Um, thanks, yeah. It's a little short sort of ballady type of one. Um, it feels kind of like something you'd whack on the end of an album because you like to end your albums on like soft instrumental songs or it almost feels a bit like a lullaby almost in sort of like the sort of some of the ways the melody moves. Like, how did this one start? Um. Well, it started with basically strumming on the guitar one night. And, As uh, most good songs I want to do. <laughs> uh, exactly. And so I'm just, you know, playing with various different things. And I've just had this approach recently of just sit down with the guitar or the piano and um, and just see what comes out. And so a, f- a few different ideas came out. And I eventually settled on this one where I'm playing in sort of... Uh, Six eight type of thing. Would you say it's six eight? Uh, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, so either that or twelve eight. Yeah, I was thinking either that or twelve eight. Um, one of those two anyway. Uh, which has this nice sort of like um, you know, uh, rolling feel to it. That that type of uh, rhythm. It's got a gentle momentum. A gentle momentum. <laughs> a a gentleman's momentum. <laughs> um, so you know, and that was that kind of came. That was conducive to a lot of um, melodies coming through. Um, and uh, but the thing is, with that type of thing, that type of chord progression and that type of feel, is you don't want to have a chord progression that's too um, straightforward or like uh, or that sort of thing, or else it could so easily sound like another song. So I thought, okay, quite early on here, I'm going to need. Um, a, uh, an unusual chord, a non-diatonic chord. And so I'm playing an E major here. And uh, so my verse chord is, is pretty, pretty simple, but there's one chord which kind of just distinguishes it from other songs. So it goes E major, B major, D minor. Ooh. And then A, B as a turnaround back to it. But that D minor uh, is not something I often do uh, because I'm not even sure like um, what to call that. Do you know what I mean? Because usually if we go, oh, I'm playing a minor four, I'm playing a sharp and five, whatever, but I'm not... What would you call that? What's a D minor in the E major scale in that context? Uh, I mean, if you know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't it's know. It's either a sharp and six or it's a flat minor seven. Both, both of which are equally confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, call it a sharp and sixth because like, the sixth of... Um, E or C sharp, so you're moving it up to D. That makes the most sense. Yeah, okay. Sharp and sick. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it but yeah, really that... grabs the attention, that chord, in that sequence. Well, yeah, and, it, you know, as with any good diatonic chord, it changes the the direction of the melody just slightly. So that if you were going to take that same melody and put it over, say, a B major, for example, or an A major, it would have a much more um, conventional feel, um, might even feel a little bit... 
like a uh, nursery rhyme or something like that. But with the D minor, it has this darkness that's just there for a second and then it goes away again. So I thought, okay, cool. I've got to start there. That's something. Hmm. It's a little bit of ear candy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of had the same approach with this one that I've had for a lot of this season, really, which was once I feel like I've got a general sort of, like, good beginning of a verse or, say, a chorus or something, um, and I'm just kind of, like, looping that, just playing it on the guitar, just looping it around, just saying, okay, what lyrics can I fit here? What chords would go well here? How am I going to transition? And then I've just got the, the phone running, my mobile phone running the entire time, recording as a voice memo everything I'm coming up with so that later I can go back and go, okay, well, that verse seemed to work, but that one didn't, um, and that sort of thing. And, oh, in, in, you know, in that rotation of me playing it, there seemed to be a lyric that came out um, which I could probably write down and expand upon. So I basically just looped it and looped it and looped it until I had the verse and what I consider to be the chorus, the haven't I been very patient, haven't I stood in the rain too long part. Um, and then the title of the song, Replacement, basically just came from it rhymes with patient and it rhymes with vacant um and sometimes with with songwriting for lyrics particularly it's almost a case of right okay that sounds good but what does it mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is basically all of my songs ever yeah i I mean it's it's a difficult thing to get around sometimes isn't it it's uh well i mean this isn't an essay it's art so words can just be somewhere because they sound nice rather than because it strictly means the right thing also we're musicians not poets so we're not as like attuned or like hard grafted onto the meaning of the words as someone who just deals in language would be yeah definitely i mean and to make a (laughs) a statement you can only make on a songwriting podcast um i definitely think that the writing words for me in songwriting is more about what emotion does that sort of bring up rather than like what logical meaning does that make you know yeah i often find when i'm doing my words it's the words are less sort of uh brought forward in most cases by what i want them to be at the start of the process versus what emotions are jumping out of the music yes definitely and that's the that's i think that's the difference with writing songs is that you know, if you if you got your pen in your hand and you're writing down lyrics, but at the same time you have a guitar or piano right next to you and you're coming up with chords, the chord might dictate a different direction for the lyric um, than it would if you were just writing down with just pen and paper. You know, like when I played that D minor in the verse, there was this thing of um, maybe the lyric could be a little bit darker there, whereas yeah, I wouldn't so have thought that if an, I didn't have a guitar. There's a tinge of melancholy to that moment where you wouldn't necessarily have that if you were just reading the words out loud. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's the big appeal of music, is that the chords go with the lyrics, obviously. Yeah, um, one flavours the other. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, so once I'm looping this type of thing round, I've got, okay, verse, chorus, generally, and the lyrics aren't quite there yet, and I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll include a demo at some point, um, which... Uh, it just shows kind of the me scatting through the lyrics and you know trying to come up with something and there's certain lines which kind of come out where you go okay that's similar to how it ended up but other ones where it's just like ba 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 you know and I've got to fill that in later the life that i hardly remember the life that the path that i barely words to describe is a mind very vacant 
So I'm just looping around, and then verse two and chorus two, they're always a bit more easy to come up with, I find, once you've got um, once you've got uh, a lyrical theme for the first verse, melodies written, chords written for the first verse, so you're basically just, like, filling in... It sounds lazy, but, like, you're filling in the blanks by the time you get to verse two and chorus two to some extent. Well, the hardest thing uh, as a creative to have is a blank piece of paper. Once you've got something on the paper, you can react to it, you can react against it, you can lean into it, you can sort of do anything. But like, it's coming up with what is this sort of piece of art about? We've got very pretentious very early on this <laughs> week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's got to happen sometimes, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so you look at this piece of paper and you think, what is the truth and meaning of the human state? <laughs> 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 and so I decided to put a D minor in there because it made me feel a bit sad. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, but um, I tell you one good thing about um, writing, uh, like filling the blanks, so to speak, is that it gives you a bit more time to work on lyrics. And I think I did that this week more than I have in other weeks, um, particularly as it can be a bit of a rush to get the song done sometimes. But this time I had some some time to just sit down and go, okay, what do I want the lyrics to be about? Rather than just kind of filling in what sounded the best, like actually make it have a bit more meaning um, beyond just the chords. Um, so, so yeah, and uh, the chorus chords I thought were worth highlighting, perhaps, um, uh, because... I you lost my train of thought. Because? Because? <laughs> we're on tentatives here, Roger. <laughs> Um, so they go um, A major, which is the four, and then F sharp seven, E major, G sharp seven, up to the C sharp minor, um, which is the six. So uh, that that G sharp seven to C sharp minor, that's where it goes. Haven't I been in the rain too long? That part, um, and that's always a nice little change um, because you're using a non diatonic chord there, the G sharp seven, which in E major is the um, what do you call it the the ma- like the major three of the scale, um, um, which le- which is a lovely thing because it acts as the um, secondary dominant for C sharp minor, um, and it just creates this lovely like sweetness, bitter sweetness. Using his big words. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of um, like I've I've done it loads of times before, and it's you know it's nothing new. So people have done it for ages, but that that move is quite nice. Um, it's it's used in a lot of piano ballads, and Elton John uses uses it a bunch. Billy Joel, all these kind of like big piano player names. It's a nice movement to get in there. Um, mm, mm. So uh, that covers sort of the two main sections of the song. You've got this bridge section in there as well, which sort of like is doing <laughs> oh, yeah. like some slightly semitonal stuff. Like, what was uh, uh, the thought process with that one? Well, uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, it's it's kind of it's a hard thing to describe because I wrote it in there and it's um it changes the key of the song first of all. So the song starts out in E major and then it does that strange middle section which is instrumental. Um, hits upon a B flat major and then a C major and then the C axis of uh, fifth to go to F. So basically, all I'm saying is that section allows the song to modulate from E major to F major. So it does that, which wasn't exactly intentional. And the other thing is, like, it's a really weird I love the idea blank section that you've, at the moment. Um, I love the idea that you've put in like a key change by accident. Like, you know, oh, I like this, but uh, oh, 
oh, I'm not in E anymore. <laughs> literally. Oh, literally. well. <laughs> it was just like, um, okay, I guess I'll play an F now. Fine. <laughs> um, so, um, but, but also it's like, it's a blank slate kind of, it's like a, when I come to record this more and add extra tracks, I'll see what happens then. But it's just like a little weird experimental section that I thought future me can deal with that. Future you deals with all the hard stuff. Like he's he's a trooper, that guy. He really is. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do without him. But um... stop existing. <laughs> 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 you can't tell that the copies kicked in, can you? I think so. <laughs> but um. But yeah, so that's kind of it musically. Um, and then I suppose lyrically, it's a. I, I have this question that comes to my mind sometimes uh, from time to time, which is. Why is Declan is so attractive like... and successful? Um, we're, we're all wanting to. Well, I ju- I've just known you a while, bud. And I, honestly, <laughs> it's a burden not knowing myself. If I could share the secret of my success with the world, I would. That's the greatest suffering, really, not being able to share it, isn't it? Not being able to teach others your ways. I could end suffering in the world if only I could work out what made me so awesome. (laughs) It's weird making jokes about how great I am. I don't like it. I'm going to go back to making jokes about how terrible I am. I like it. It's, it's 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 a healthy change of pace. I love it. But, um, I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but, like, it's just this thought of, like, um, if someone else was living my life, how quickly would they change quite a lot of what, you know, of how I organise my life? Spoiler alert, this is a theme that we're going to return to. This happens a lot, this run. I know. <laughs> that we've hit upon similar themes. What is it? It's almost, like we're, it's almost like we can finish each other's... Sandwiches. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's just that sort of that sort of theme, um, obviously, replacement led into that. And like I was saying before, like, when I wrote, you know, haven't I been very patient, um, if I could find a replacement, like, I think this is it's almost like an encouraging thing in a sense, because, like, when I came up with the word replacement, it didn't really have any meaning, but then you can kind of, like, write in meaning almost in retrospect by, like, writing your verses about that topic, um, mm. if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, just, like, what would someone else do in my shoes, essentially? awesome well i i really love this one i do think like if you ever produce this up i think you should really just keep it really small scale really intimate like uh because I, I kind of like uh because is there a lot of echo on the recording because it doesn't seem like it so it seems sort of really close and intimate yeah no it's um it is very up close on the mic and you know this this season we've been kind of like you know doubling guitars here and there maybe adding like a harmony here or there but with this we've one I tried to, I tried to add a harmony we have been cheating I think we should be it should be stricken from the record but with this one I just thought oh just one guitar one vocal you know keep it simple I was going to ask if you doubled simple, up the stupid. guitars because there's some nice guitar work it's very cleanly played one out of well, one can I tell you a, a dirty secret oh I might have can to retract this one secret, out of one though? Oh uh, no, I was really enjoying the one out of one. Um basically sometimes how I get my takes for like single acoustic guitar and vocal recordings is I do like three and choose the best bits from each. So I, I comp together. Um just because I I can't get an entirely full performance out of myself and I don't know why. It's really frustrating. Um Well Hmm. 
what do we think listeners do we retract his one out of one or do we let him keep it <laughs> uh answers into the uh email address at the end of the program <laughs> no i do i do really like but, this one I, mm. I can't wait to see this sort of fully produced up is there anything else you have to say about it no apart from uh thank you bud and um yeah let's listen to yours oh goodness so uh what is your song called this week this week my song is called master master yeah okay uh, you, anything you want to uh preface it with I'm so sorry. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Listen to your master. Listen to the groove of your feet as I shuffle down the street on these steps so refined. Listen to the script of the road as I do my best to show on the beat kept in time. And if you gotta give it, you wanna make a living. Take pride in the clothes that you wear, all the men and women stare. I do well in their gaze. So bold, so outrageous, so brave, I know you love it just the same. I read go unrestrained. Working to upgrade you, you'll be the king when I'm free. A cock in my design. Follow every word from my lips, you have no power to resist. Look at me, it's fine. Practicing the moves just to give it back to you. Oh, well, we can't have that. You can't be locked down too long. This is my first song, and I'll play it loud. Crush beneath all your fear, you're so insincere. Thank God you let me out. The laughing soul suits me. My goal and my duty Listen to your master Surrender to me, complete control Give in to your master I'll take your body, you take your soul Did you think this was a part-time fake? <laughs> Are you scared of what you always wanted? Listen to your master Surrender to me, complete control Give in to your master I'll keep your body, you keep your soul Okay, that was Master, Declan's song this week. And uh, I love it. It's, it's really experimental, a little off the wall. Um, a little off the wall. <laughs> so how did this song start? Because it's like, it is more experimental than some of your other songs. Did it start out with ex- like an experimental uh, idea in mind or did it become that? 
Um, sort of. Uh, basically, oh, strap in. This is going to be a long and rambling ride, listener. <laughs> um, right. I wanted to try something a bit different this week in terms of writing because I've just been writing the same for the past six weeks. And the different thing I ended up thinking about was, tell you what, I'll write the words first. Uh, you know, I'm making bold steps in the originality department here. Um, that then led on to, you know, trying to think what's the rhythm, what's the uh, actual words and everything. And uh, for some reason, the phrase, listen to your master, got stuck in my head. I have n no idea why. Perhaps I've been listening to too much Doctor Who or something. But, um, like, that sort of fired off an idea for something I've had brewing in the back of my mind for a while. Do you remember uh, last season... Uh, I had that weird song called The Countdown. Bottle up that attitude, boy. Got a lot of mistakes to destroy. Listen to this elegant drive. Make it worth your time to survive. Take apart this scattershot brain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know the idea of that was that someone was being... Uh, turned into someone else as it were yeah yeah so this is kind of like later in that same story i've had an idea for a while that uh if that person gets taken over by this new consciousness this new creation then their music is more confident and more strutty and more kind of uh danceable shall we say oh uh, i wish for that so yeah me too it, it's taken from the idea of like uh when you're drunk at coming home at 3 a.m in the morning and you're just dancing down the empty streets to you know fucking 70s rock or something but um not that i've ever done that uh, <laughs> i miss um, doing that uh it was fun uh in the past doing that um sadly that is a relic of the before times so once I had that idea and I had, like, the idea of, like, dancing down the street with this, with the self-confidence of a supremely drunken person, I sort of knew what kind of rhythm and time I was going for. So I was aiming more for uh, sorts of fame, uh, dragon attack kind of uh, thing, where, like, I always call those songs strutting songs. Hmm like particularly fame like you know that's a song that was made to strut to oh yeah you can almost like see the feet walking down the street yeah exactly yeah so that's why you end up with the first, like, listen to the scrape of the dirt as I move, all, like, uh, you know, all these feet so in time and all of that shit. Um, which then you've got the idea of uh, this other consciousness beginning to take control. And I don't know how sinister it sounds on the first time through, but hopefully it gets more and more sinister the listen to your master, like, chorus. 
as it goes on. <laughs> oh, it is dark. Yeah, it's got a real, especially with the harmonies. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, surrender to me, complete control. I'll take your body, you take your soul, or something like that. It's, I, I kind of like the idea that slowly the original person is thinking, shit, what have I done? It's not what I signed up for. Um, And originally, there are sort of four verse sections in it. Originally, the one that's verse three was originally in verse two. But it's the point where the new consciousness is sort of like uh, becoming unhappy uh, with the arrangement that they've got. So that's when your first four becomes a bit more domineering and what I had to put is actually on the... um, double tracking the chorus double tracking uh audio line i had to put in quietly well we can't have that oh okay okay to sort of say like okay right shit's getting real um uh and yeah so i just wrote all the words out and then i knew from the first line listen to the word of the street as i shuffle down the bit i knew it was a kind of that sort of time to it so it's just at that point trying to get notes within my range and then trying to match those up to a guitar which was weird difficult but i got there in the end um see i wouldn't have guessed that you wrote the words first because they fit so well with like the rhythm like you say knowing that it had that type of rhythm i think yeah it really helps like glue them together it's sort of designed because it's designed around the words like I think it helps it gel a bit better than mm. even like you've got some sections where the words have to like shift slightly in the line where they sit or speed up, but it sort of feels in character as it were. Yeah. Like, so it feels a bit more fluid and a bit more free and easy. Um, so what that riff eventually ended up being was uh, E flat seven, A flat passing note, uh, B flat seven to a B diminished, and then that da 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 is C D E flat C D B flat. Uh, and basically just repeating that for a lot of the time. I kind of like the fact that there's just a diminished in there very quickly. Yeah, I do too. Just like it's there and then it's gone. Yeah. Um. And then like there's uh. A flat and B flat stuff for the all that stuff. The first bit of the chorus is weird because what it is is an E flat power chord. So if you don't play guitar, that's E flat, B flat, E flat, and then you take that top E flat and you move that up to an E. So you suddenly got this dissonance in it. Incidentally, that made the harmonies at the start a bitch to sing <laughs> oh, i bet because <laughs> like you're trying to keep off with what everything else is um which is the opposite of what you normally like to do with harmony isn't it exactly like i tell, <laughs> tell you weirdly enough the most difficult one to do on that was the um the bottom one because uh, like that has to keep a z flat but you so desperately want to go Listen to your master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got to, like, train yourself. Like, no, no, no. Stay yeah, on the note. It's, it's got to stay down there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you end up having to mute a lot of stuff, like, later on in the harmony. You just hope it works out afterwards. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of where that bit comes from. And then the two other chords are C sharp and B flat. Uh, so you end up with the choruses because you've got that dissonance in there at the start and you've got those two chords. It feels more like E flat minor. It isn't, but it feels like it. Uh, right. As opposed to the co- verses, which are like E flat major. So, uh, okay. So it's not actually a key change. It's just a shift in emphasis that makes it sort of sound that way. It does feel like a huge shift in um, just tone as well. Like, it is cool that the the choruses are so contrasted to the verse in terms of, like, emotion or something. Yeah, kind of like the idea, like, you listen to the first stack of harmonies, you go, and then it settles into this easy sort of white funk groove. <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> And it's just like, oh, this is okay. And it gets back to the chorus. It's like, wait, no, no, abort, abort, stop. <laughs> it's so cool how it changes like that. Um, I I was immediately drawn in by the first chorus, you know, or the first, like the opening part with the harmonies. And then it goes into that verse. You go, hang on a second. Yeah, how does one fit into the other? Um, the only other bit is the bridge, which I could not find music for. So I decided just to do my hammy acting again. <laughs> Like, have I sold you enough that I'm evil yet? <laughs> I, I like that that side is is coming out in um in your recordings. Um, it's brilliant. The hammy actor, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's kind of all I've uh, got for that one. It's just like. It's a plot piece. It may end up getting rewritten, but like it's the point where the second conscious decided, you know what, I'm, I, I'm gonna take this body for me. Just like you, you, you just carry on, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so can don't, I ask? You, don't worry, your pretty little head about. <laughs> <laughs> Is this gonna be like? Because you were saying uh, with countdown as well, um, they're both kind of like part of the same narrative in a sense is this going to be part of like an ep or an album that's all to do with that or short answer yes long answer yes but in a long time okay i need to write the damn thing first well you're two songs in you're two Two songs songs in in. oh maybe three if i use last week's one and retrofit it you could even like i don't know like write one one of your seven songs in a run could be like really off the wall and dark and could fit into that (laughs) (laughs) i just love the idea that at least one time in every single run there's just got to be one utterly weird song (laughs) i i think i might join you in that next time oh dear just writing something really off the wall tell you what is this isn't in terms of um writing but just in performance like if you've got a character to perform it really frees you up from worrying too much about the notes like um because like there's bits in there like uh i'm upgrading you just to give it back to you and like you don't have to sing anymore you can sort of like just let the emotion take more of the uh vocal line it's just like oh that's so fun to just not have to worry about singing for a second (laughs) oh i i bet because that's the thing with recording uh the demos even for this podcast um, there is sort of a thing of right. Okay, I've got to try and be in tune here. Um, which, as I was saying in my section, I do struggle with. So I imagine having like three. Do bars you even. struggle with it? I do. Like, I really do. Like, but even having like three it's... bars where you can go, okay, I could just like act this part. It must be like really liberating. Yeah, like this is kind of what I like doing with the um, 
uh, notes that have to be held a long time because I cannot hold lo- uh, notes for ages. So like, mm. that's why you got surrender to me, complete control. <laughs> <laughs> and you get all that fucking stupid stuff coming out at the end. <laughs> it's amazing. I'll tell you what, those laughs in there aren't actually meant to be evil laughs. They're just me like breaking down, <laughs> like thinking this is fucking stupid. We, we should we should mention for listeners who probably already know this actually that is your laugh. Yeah, I you just have, have an evil laugh. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Um, mostly a blessing. <laughs> mostly a blessing. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything much else to say on that one. Um, other than I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's it's a very cool song, um, off the wall. And honestly, like I, I mean, what I said when uh, I say I, I want to try and write, you know, one or two uh, more off the wall ones per season because it, it's cool. It's really cool to do that. And um, and yeah, I look forward to how you develop this one. Thank you. Um, it won't be for ages, and it will need a fantastic drummer. Uh, <laughs> To try and get, because that's the sort of thing that I was a bit worried about not coming across in the demos. That it's got to have some sort of kind of groove to it. Like, so it would need a great drummer. Fortunately, I know a couple. So, yes, it is nice to know a couple of great drummers. Hitty Sticks, Bo Payne. It's brilliant. Those are the only two drummers ever. <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's about it shall we move on let's move on i think we have some emails on the email bag Ooh. okay so we've had a couple of emails in this week which is really cool we love emails hooray for emails um we're going to read out the second one uh next week but we're going to read out our first one this week from john key a uh, regular writer to the podcast and he writes a song well he doesn't just write that he writes more than that but uh like Uh, That's what it's called. He writes, Just finished listening to Amazing and Gotta Get Out. Great stuff. Thanks, John. Thank you. Uh, I think about the impact lockdown has had on the podcast, how pre-recording is inevitable, how it's allowed you each to harmonise or include a second guitar track. Do you have some self-imposed limits on what's allowed? Or is it simply what time permits? I'm also submitting a song made in a week. It's called Ghosts of Calamity. Stay groovy, John Key. Thank you for writing, John. Um, Awesome. Before we answer your question, shall we listen to your song? Let's have a listen to John's song, yeah. Ghost of Calamity goes like these. Thank you. 
Uh, Ghosts of Calamity by John Key. Uh, thank you, John, for sending that in. That was really cool. That it's was like... really cool. I think I may have been out sinistered slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's got this, um, I don't know, this really off the wall sort of thing to it. I keep on saying off the wall this episode. But um, the arrangement is really unique, isn't it? I love the combination of uh, brass and guitar. I always love that just because they're so tonally different to each other, but they fit together so well. And it's used really well here, I think. Definitely. Um, John, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm uh, spouting nonsense here, but I had a quick chat with John on Instagram, and um, I think he plays the brass on his own recordings, which is really impressive. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays, um, I think, sax and trumpet, yeah. Oh, I, I say brass, uh, reed, in terms of uh, sax, but... Well, congratulations uh, for knowing more instruments than we do. Um, what was I going to say? I, I there's kind of almost like a police kind of feel I think in the verses like uh, just the way the melody moves and like the fact you go into that slightly double time thing yeah definitely and uh, it's kind of cool as well how the um, the lyrics kind of uh, dictate where the melody should go like uh, the best example I can think of off the top of my head is um, sp- sports car maybe a sports car and it kind of like changes where the rhythm would be or where the uh, accents would be very exactly. cool that is very cool. Much likes. Uh, if you want to have a listen to that, go to soundcloud.com forward slash John underscore key. 
Yes. Um, alternatively, uh, the Weekly Song Podcast SoundCloud follows John Key. Uh, his username is Jacko, J-A-C-C-O. And uh, yeah, give his music a listen and a follow. Awesome. And now to answer your question. Uh, Roger, I believe you had something you wanted to say with this in regards to this one. Yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, John was asking about, you know, because we're recording in lockdown and we have the ability to pre-record now, um, do we have any self-imposed limits uh, on what's allowed? I think we're kind of discovering that as we go, really, aren't we? Yeah, it's um, case-by-case basis. Like, there have been some which are recordings which are just, like, one guitar and one vocal. In fact, I was trying to keep it more and more simple uh, during the start of uh, this process. Uh, clearly, as you've heard in this episode, that hasn't stuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, for me, it depends on uh, like what the song is. So if it's a rock song, it probably gets two more. Like, it probably gets like two guitar tracks as opposed to one. Uh, I sometimes try double tracking choruses in heavier songs or songs that are meant to be more powerful. And sometimes, just for a laugh, I put in harmonies just to see if I can do them. I think the most I've ever produced a song was um, uh, Parisian Breeze English Breather um, from earlier this season, where I actually like, put in a rudimentary beat. Uh, but that's about as complicated as I go. Because uh, what's the most complicated you've done, Roger? Um, I can't think off the top of my head, really. Um, I don't know, because like you, it's just kind of what the song calls for that week. Um, so like like you say, if it's going to be like a more of a fully produced rock song, it's a case of like, let's make a mini version of what that would sound like. So maybe I'm not going to put drums on it, but I'll like have a bit more of a rhythmic guitar part or something like that. But I probably put like four tracks tops on, like not a huge amount, like maybe a double guitar, double vocal and a harmony or something like that. Mm. I think the thing is... So long as, for me, so long as I could still feasibly play and sing live the song, maybe about like all the solos or like special uh, bits or anything like that, but just so long as you could get a rough idea of it across, because that's what we were doing before. So it seems unfair to the other songs to sort of do a weekly song that could only be done with pre-recording if that makes sense yeah definitely i think you and i share the sort of approach of uh generally speaking 99 percent of the time a really good song should be able to be played just with an acoustic guitar and vocal or piano and vocal or what have you you know a vocal and accompanying instrument there are songs that are made by production but like that's not what we're about here we're not the weekly song production podcast no exactly that's very true um but it does make me think as well because uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but I, I recently got an 8-track cassette recorder, a Tascam, Porter Studio. And um, you have been um, suggesting to me for ages, Declan, that I should put out um, another weekly song collection. Yes, I have. Why haven't you done it yet? Because uh, I procrastinate and uh, <laughs> try to get things perfect when they cannot be. That's no <laughs> excuse! But um, I, I don't know if anyone else, anyone remembers this, but back in the earlier days of the podcast, people have been listening for, for quite a while. I used to cast these... your mind back to years ago in the beginning times. It was when a while everything ago, to was be fair. freer and simpler. It was back in 2016. 
Seems like can, a world I, away. Well, I can only remember that because my second song for the podcast was like an anti-Prexit song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how young and naive I was. Back when we had a cause. Back when we had fire in our bellies and, I don't know, other stuff that presumably made us younger and more intelligent and more handsome. Vim. Back back when I had hair. Vigor. Um, but, uh, But, yeah, so, I mean, I think there's that thing of, like, keep them simple for the podcast and then what I'm trying to do at the moment is, like, then work on it further on the 8-track by adding, like, extra guitars or pianos or harmonies. And uh, that's what the new weekly song collections are going to be, I think. Um, so next week, one's coming out, uh, which is going to be season eight. So it's kind of weird math, but it's season eight of the podcast. So two seasons ago, all those seven songs more fully produced, I'm going to put out next Friday. Well, it's so. kind of, we were talking about this. The reason you've done this is because we've genuinely lost count of what weekly songs we're at. Um. <laughs> yeah yeah for, for sure because like up to a point we sort of kept it uh sorted in our heads because uh, you started one run before i did and then we started the challenge on what would have been your third run but yeah we, we've completely lost track now it's a number yeah it's it's just, I'm just kind of like to to get them out of my system because I feel like I've got some kind of like blockage where I've just been holding on to these songs and they're just sat on my hard drive. I think I just need to like finish them, put them out there, then they're done. Then I have more room for like next season's writing. So that's that's the theory anyway. It will turn out that because you've been spending time recording these songs, they'll just be stuck around your head. <laughs> oh no! I hope not. Now I can only think of writing in the vein of season eight. <laughs> but um but yeah um so i hope that answers the question a bit more um we try to keep it fairly simple i think um yeah uh i think sometimes like for example this week you do throw in things just to see if you can do them and see how stupidly they turn out i.e the harmonies um but uh i don't think i think i don't think i've ever been tempted to not use an acoustic guitar and keep it that simple but one day I will turn up to the podcast with an electric guitar song. It crosses my mind from time to time too. I almost did once back when we were recording these live and I had my amp to hand. I didn't do it then. Ah, uh, you might miss the the boat on that one. No, it's fine. I'll just uh when I've got my song written, I'll just send it off to Bo and get some like drums on that and then do a fully produced final master version <laughs> <laughs> to <into> the podcast. <laughs> I think there have been weeks actually where um since I've had the A track I've recorded my demo and then like put extra stuff on top like um last week's song um amazing by the way I changed the title it's now called um together all this time because amazing was an awful title um oh no I, I liked amazing well um I didn't so <laughs> I felt I had to change it but anyway that one I'm I, the author I outrank you <laughs> I, I I layered up loads of stuff on that one and I thought Shall I put that in the podcast? But I thought it's probably against the rules. Despite the fact that there are no rules. If anything, we make the rules. But it's against, I feel like it's against the spirit. Yeah, I think the thing is, this is songwriting, this is demos, this is kind of just to illustrate where things would go. It's not producing the final versions of anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
So that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to write in to us, if you've got some uh, feelings that you just need to be made heard, uh, if you've got a song that you've written in a week, if you just like the clacky-clack sound a keyboard makes and you want to put that to some use, why not send in an email to weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com? Uh, we love uh, receiving emails uh, and we love reading them out. Um because we're terrible people and we're vain and egocentric. Uh, Roger, where can they find you? Two places for the time being. RogerHeathers.com, which is uh, a link to my band camp, and a new weekly song collection will be out next week. Uh, so definitely give that a listen. And Instagram, at RogerHeathers, to follow what it looks like <laughs> to, to make music. Um, so, yeah, where can they find you, Declan? Uh, so you can find me and my single EP at DeclanKitchener.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, Declan Kitchener Music, and YouTube, same thing. Also worth noting, Weekly Song Podcast does have an Instagram and uh, YouTube as well. Um, Roger is in charge of the former, so there is stuff on it. I'm in charge of the latter, so get off my back, mum. Um... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week for... Uh, the roundup episode for this season will be episode 99 yeah so i just wanted to jump in and say that uh for episode 99 um which is uh our roundup episode so we've written for seven weeks and our eighth episode we're gonna have a listen to the songs we've written for the past seven weeks uh but we also kind of like to include a fun challenge uh for that eighth week um and the best one we could come up with we were brainstorming about this was uh to write a song without the notes A flat or G natural, which is um, a reference to The Simpsons where Homer has a knock on the door from the Disney lawyers uh, who say uh, something along the lines of, I could write way better songs. Go ahead, but don't use A flat or G natural. Those notes are owned by Disney. Oh. That's A flat. Oh. That's better. So uh, we're going to try and write a song each without those two notes, which is going to be kind of strange to do. But it's I'm looking forward to how weird it's going to be. Said the man who wrote this week's song. <laughs> you can make it even more sinister than last week or this week's. <laughs> Just go completely off the wall. But and then, uh, yeah. And then after that, it's episode one hundred. The big one hundred. I can't believe we've we've done a hundred. I know it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Oh, uh, what? How? How did we do this? Where where did we go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we shall see you uh, next week then. Ta-ra. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra.